the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Who was that? Who just walked in here? Is that you? <laughs> That's my hype guy. You're ready to go, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where Pretty you, fired up. Where are you going? Well, tomorrow morning, uh, Ryan and I are leaving very early uh, for Chicago. That's right. For Chicago. And, and not just going to Chicago, we are going to a Chicago Bears game in Soldier Field on Thursday night. Against the Washington whatevers. Washington Commandos. What are they Commanders, the, <laughs> Whatever. That's what they are to The me. collateral. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what their name you is. you got a good shot of winning that game, I'm telling you right now. We do. We do. Uh, we're really excited. And, and, of course, you send a couple of musician pastors, oh, yeah. you know, to Chicago. Mm-hmm. We're going to, of course, eat well while we're there. Of course. Uh, so you're got, bulking got, up now. You're getting conditioned, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've got, uh, we've got a, we're going to be at Jazz Club on Friday night. Listen to jazz because right. we both love jazz. The Art Institute of Chicago, which is world class. Yes. And then uh, Thursday night, Bears game in Soldier Field. And one of the reasons we're going, it's one is Thursday night. So when can pastors go to a football N- game? Exactly. Thursday night. Correct. Uh, but it's also, the, I, I've, I've seen the Bears several times. I've taken Ryan to see the Bears. Never in Soldier Field. Wow. Ironically, I grew up there. I never went to a game in Soldier Field. And they are looking at relocating to Arlington Heights. So Soldier Field games are numbered. And so Big I time. wanted to see a game in Soldier Field before that's not a thing anymore. How do you pull your chair out of the uh, ground there to bring it home with you? You know, I, some sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think they okay. frown on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. It's kind of exciting father-son thing. We're going to have a good time. Of course you are, Pastor Sean, and uh, uh, again, congratulations to you. It's, it's, it's Pastor Appreciation Month. I left Thank my, you. I left my Thank good you. and plenty in uh, Cracker Jacks in the, uh, in the Walmart store. Those are my favorite things. It's coming. It's coming. Christmas things. is still coming. <laughs> Don't give up hope. But, uh, but you do need to bulk up there, too, to throw down some pies, right? You know? No, I'm, I'm actually trying to, to thin down so I have, can have capacity. I get We've got to go to Portillo's. Okay. Is that the, the place? Yeah. For, you know, it's, a, it's the most well-known. Okay. It's, Long-time place for Italian beef, for Chicago dogs, anything like that. So we got to go. We'll go there for lunch. One of the pizza places haven't decided yet, but you know, you got the originals. You got Pizzeria Uno. You got uh, Giordano's. You've got uh, Lou Malnati. Well, so that's we. The have, one, that's the only one I know. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, the, the Lou. It's a chain, Malnati's, though, right? It's like a chain. No, Lou Malnati is fantastic, but yeah. it's it, the crust is different. It's good. Yeah. It's not my. It's not my. First choice. So okay. G- Giordano's or uh, maybe a Pizzeria Uno, something downtown there. We'll go there. And then everything else is all about uh, Bears game. Do you know who's playing at the jazz club? Or are you just going because you're just counting uh, on I good do, jazz? I do, but I can't remember. No, it, it's just good jazz. It's not a, a It's not a uh, nationally recognized, but it's a, it's a really high-level act. As little as I know about jazz, Chicago legend, jazz musician, mm-hmm. Ramsey Lewis. He just mm-hmm. passed away. Mm-hmm. 
87 years old, mm. in crowd. You need to discover, uh, I was going to say, I hopefully you go see him, but you can't. He just died. But, dude. I'll check out his music. You yes. should. Uh, the in crowd not heard the, Ramsey Oh, Lewis. my gosh. You could, and he's a believer, too. He put out a gospel record. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, again, well-respected. And uh, And I, here it nice. is. My gift to you. But, but again, you. a gift to Thank Chicago. You. He was like the king of, uh, of yep. just that swinging 50s, 60s jazz. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, well, I gave Ryan a choice, uh, jazz or blues, because both Chicago right. are, are just, you know, there's all kinds of options. Buddy Guy's Great. places down yeah. there, too, in that same area. Off, awesome stuff. Uh, he chose jazz. He's more jazz than blues. Look I, at that. I, I would have probably, I love both, but I'm in Chicago. I'm going to go for blues. Yeah. So, you know, it tells you the difference between me and my son. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we dropped my daughter off at uh, the DePaul, and we're giving her her first subway experience to go from one campus to the other. It's kind of scary, even at 3 right. o'clock in the afternoon there in Chicago. Right. So I'm sitting next to my daughter to my left, and on this side, I've got my friend here with his purple suit, his big purple hat, his sunglasses, and his 80-year-old hands on his cane. And this brother, he looked cool. Wow. And so I looked at him, and I said, uh, I said, you look like you play the blues. You look like a blues guitar player. And he goes, no, man, it's just for the ladies. <laughs> See, he was, was cool. He was, exactly. He's 80 years old. You know, it was very, very cool. Sean, again, we got a lot to get to today. We're celebrating. Yeah, we You're not only celebrating past appreciation and the time with your son there, too, but a very important anniversary for River City. Oh, yeah. Uh, River City, uh, we, we did this last weekend, celebrated the 10th anniversary of River City, New Braunfels. Uh, 10 years ago, we actually went through the process and kind of installed Jason and Natalie Powers as pastors of River City, New Braunfels. We also... Uh, installed Aaron and Brianna Powers as pastors of Compass Church. It was River City Northwest at the time. Those were both multi-site campuses that we made the decision to take to church plants and to launch them. And what that meant is they would these two leaders, Jason and Aaron, and their wives were ready to be senior pastors. Mm. We recognized that, and they were going to become their own churches. We're in a network now, along with Landmark Church. Ryan Azaro, my son, is pastoring Landmark up in wow. San Marcos. And so there are now four churches in this network called the Real Life Network. And so they had their 10-year anniversary, and Jason invited me up and Lori up, and uh, we got to just do an interview. And it was really cool. It was a neat time. And I thought, you know, especially this idea of multiplication, there was just a lot of neat little nuggets regarding mm. what it takes to multiply. The idea of growing, whether that's your, your church, your community group, your business, the idea of seeing potential and other leaders, raising them up and then releasing them. Mm. And so I thought this would be something interesting that maybe we could uh, benefit from. So uh, we're going to take time. We're going to listen to an interview about the 10th anniversary of uh, River City, New Braunfels. And this is Pastor Jason Powers interviewing, well, yours truly. If you've been here for a while, if you've been here before, you may have met Sean Azaro. Sean has been here a couple of times. He's spoken. Yeah, we can clap for Sean. Sure. Um, you may have heard me uh, in sermons refer to my pastor or the church we call affectionately called the other place uh, because it has because it has the same name as, as ours, River City Community Church. Uh, and Sean has been a, a mentor and a friend to me, and he has been a pastor for a long time. And so, as we celebrate ten years, as we truly like we want to celebrate. I realize most of you probably weren't here when when we started, and so it's good to know kind of where you come from. So I. Invited Sean just kind of to be a part of this, but also to catch up. So, a question off script right away: Why is celebration important from a spiritual formation aspect? And I didn't prepare him for this, so this is off the cuff. Uh, why is why is yeah. this is a violation of my contract? I know this. First of all, there's nothing in my green room. Yeah, well, that's and, and this is messed up. That's what I, you don't get a better green room than me, right? So. 
but from a spiritual formation, why is remembering and, and celebrating, why is that so important? In one way, I think you're asking the wrong guy because I don't think I've been very good at it. Yeah, us too. Okay. That's, what, that's I'm hoping. Um, can... One thing as a leader, you can, you can just keep looking forward. And you can have a victory and you can go, okay, good, everybody. All right, but God's not done and we're not done, so let's go. And I would say these times, because this is celebrations are worship. You know, if right. you look in, in the good. Old Testament... You see so many of the key pieces of redemption were festivals and celebrations because we celebrate what God does. And in a celebration, we're not working. We're kind of acknowledging his work. And so yeah, I, think, I think it's deeply significant. So now we go back 10 years. First of all, let me just say congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's cool. Are you, guys, are you guys as surprised as I am? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So literally, uh, so it was 10 years, 10 years ago yesterday, we sat and we had a meeting here in this room and I sat on a stool right there and we, transition was coming and literally like most of the church showed up. You remember that meeting? Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it was an interesting kind of thing. So what was going on around that? Where was River City Community Church about 10 years ago that kind of, well, actually it's 14 years ago, right? Well, when we talk about with the multi-site. Yes. Yeah. The multi-site brought that. We were growing rapidly and it was a great time. It was a great time. We had a, uh, a five-acre campus over near Redland Road and Jones Mallsberger, and we were already doing multiple services, as many as we could do. We were parking off-site because we, we, we had parking problems. You guys don't know anything Nothing about that? Nothing like that. Imagine, if you will, having to park somewhere else and trek. I know. So, so we're doing all that. We're parking in elementary school. We're doing the shuttle buses and all this stuff. And honestly, and this is kind of how these things work, we're just praying a multi-site wasn't really on our radar, but we had two members of our junior high team, Billy and Zainab Carroll. Billy's uh, here Billy's right here. Billy, Billy Carroll you, right buddy. there. Yeah. Love you, buddy. They lived up here. Billy was a very connected person, lots of friends, and they were just having a vision for New Braunfels, and God was working on their hearts. And that's how at River City, when we launch something, it's typically there's got to be a leader who God's doing right. something in, right. right? We don't just say, we should do this necessarily. Sometimes I guess you do, but, but most of the time it's like, okay, is there a leader who's called? And then, okay, Billy and Zainab had this sense of call, and we really kind of God's started stirring in us to support them in doing something. And multi-site was something we'd read about. And so we thought, man, we got a number of people from Northeast Corridor, mm-hmm. from New Braunfels. So we prayed about it and really felt like we should do a multi-site up here. That's one of the things that I think has translated. You know, so River City Community Church is, uh, they're a church for real life. That's what they say. And so we've talked, their kind of main verse is John 10, 10. We talk a lot about John 10, 10 here, right? Like it comes up over and over again. Um, and I think one of the things, Sean, that translated from, uh, from the other place, from the community church to here, is that idea of God works through people. Right. And so we're looking for a person. There are things maybe just go, oh, well, how do you not have this? That? And we can just go, we, don't have, we haven't identified that person, right. right? Because every person here say, okay, so now Billy, who was a junior high, an important junior high volunteer, right? Uh, Arlene Councils in the back, she came. Bob and Donna Johnston, who are elders, they came and helped start it and planned this. How did that affect River City Community Church? Because, pro- what, 60 people, something like that? Yeah. At first, it's sad, right? Whenever you start something new, and then those people aren't in the room, and it's like, oh, man, growth is bad. Right, you know? yes. And, and then, then you do things together. And I would come visit up at this campus, because we were video venue, so I'm still preaching. People kind of knew me from that. We, we really saw ourselves at that time as one church, multiple locations. And then it just started being fun. 
right? Yeah. Then it's like we got a bigger family. Yep. And Billy was still a part of our team, and so he's in our staff meeting. So really, there was this sense of, oh, okay, we're just one. This is just a different location. And so it, it went from, oh, it's sad, to, oh, this is cool. And growth does that. Yeah, it was uh, the original title. We were here, the New Braunfels Campus of River City Community Church, right? How we went. Yeah, very short, pithy rolls right off the tongue, oh, right? We, uh, the, the alliteration was beautiful. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, right. And then uh, I guess it was a year later, two years later, we did this similar thing in Holotus with my brother planted another multi-site. And so the idea really was God's moving, God's doing something, this identification, what's he doing, where's he doing it, and how can we get and be a part of that? So you said that when we started, there was always the idea that we would take these multi-sites and plant them, right? And so it was probably... Well, we, 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 were, we were open. To whatever. We were open, yeah. We, we liked multi-site. We liked being one church, multiple locations, but we weren't, we weren't locked in. So how did you know it was time? When we moved to our new campus, uh, the, when we bought the Verizon Amphitheater, mm-hmm. uh, the former Verizon Amphitheater, now the real-life amphitheater. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> yeah. It's the trademark of That's Ricky. Right. Ricky, is that up? Um, uh, but seriously, though, that's an interesting thing. Like, did you, who of y'all had uh, Zach Brown played there? Oh, yeah. yeah right? Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson. On 14th. Again, plug, buy your tickets. This is good. You're oh, supporting good guys. It's good. You're welcome. That's good. QR code. <laughs> okay, so there's, again, there's this new, uh, a new building is, is coming up. Things are changing, right? So what are you sensing? Well, on one level, it was great, but I also wasn't sure we were doing it well, as well as it could be. We were, we're very relational ministry. Okay. We do relationships. Great. We do multiplication of relationships. Great administration. And some of those things where we do, we do pretty well now, but it's, it's never going to be our hallmark, right? We're not going to be holding that executive admin conference. Okay. That's just not us. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, Another one of the things that has translated to River City Church in New Braunfels. Yeah. yeah. Our children. They're, they're, <laughs> that's right. Look that's like good. mom and dad. That's right. Chip off the old block. So we really were at a time. And, and again, we saw particularly Aaron and Bree were already at, in Lotus, Right. And we just thought, yeah, Aaron's called to do what I do, right? Yep. You, you're, everybody's multiplying, but at some point you got to go, who's called to do what I do? And then you want to equip them. And New Braunfels, Billy and Zainab felt like they should go do some other things. Willie and Rachel Mayfield, who are going to be with us this morning, yep. they then were stepping in. They were at this campus for yeah. you know, almost a year. And we just really felt like, the leadership's there. That's when we saw you and Natalie, and God was stirring something in your hearts yeah. that you were feeling that sense of, feel like there's something more. Do you remember that season? That, that was hard, right? And it was um, when we, were, we had lunch a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about, because River City's since planted another church with, with Ryan, with your son, up in San Marcos, and you just talked about that process of realizing that a leader or a person is ready, and it's like, it's not like Christmas time, is it? It's hard. Oh, it is hard. It is hard. Here's the deal. One thing I discovered, because it was, it was really cool the way God did this. My kids were growing up and moving out of the house about the same time that we were launching these as churches. So they're kind of moving out of the house, okay? You're still going to be in a relationship, but they're not going to be the same. And so all the little fights you have as parents with your adult kids, I mean, not that you ever did uh, I No, I remember the meaning. I did exactly that. Yeah, it, was like, it was just like that, actually. It, it's, it's really crazy, because Lori and I, are seeing this happen with our children, and we're now seeing it happen with our church children. And the tug of wars, the struggles. Uh, so it was a very kind of deja vu as we're watching these things happen. What was interesting is I knew my children had to move out to be their own people, to do their own homes. 
And I knew, theoretically, now I know experientially, but I knew in my head that's going to be an incredible blessing. I had no idea how great grandchildren are, but you know, yeah, we'll talk. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but I knew that's going to be a blessing and it has to happen. And literally God began to show us this is going to be an incredible blessing. It's hard. I don't want to say goodbye to these people. I love these kids. Yeah, I know we fight, but I love them. And, but yet there was that sense of, oh, no, this has got to happen. This has got to happen. That analogy is so great. Now I have kids, a 16-year-old, right? And you see just kind of the difficulties of growing up and watching my son Jackson really kind of become a man. And there's this natural, it's uncomfortable, but you can step back and see it. And I think I probably see this because of the way that it went down with us. But you can just see this is him becoming the man that God has called him to be, making his own decisions and making his own choices. But it was hard. You yeah. did my wedding. You married Natalie and I. All three of our kids were dedicated at, at River City Church. The thing I always tell about Sean, like, you gave me an opportunity to be on staff at a time where, you know, I, I still needed to be discipled. And that, talk about things that have translated and transferred. Listen, Sean took a chance. He gave me the keys of the kingdom, so as to speak. He made me the youth pastor at a time where, I could have done damage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it could have, it could have gone. But, the junior but, high revelation studies. Yeah, still, that's right. I still listen, have some questions. Listen, oh my goodness. You think that I... That, that is not a joke. No. I didn't make that up. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't nearly so polished and refined back then as I am, as I am today. But um, even as much as there was like this sense of, I don't know, just I didn't know where to fit. I started as a youth pastor, became, you know, all these other, and at the end I was just like, I knew it didn't fit. I knew it didn't feel great, but I didn't want to leave either. Like, how yeah. do you, how yep. do you step out? So when we, so when you start saying, okay, hey, we're going to, we're going to do these, we're going to now be a network of River City Community Church and Compass Church in Holotus and River City Church at New Braunfels. How did that, okay, when the dealing is done and we're all set up, what was it like learning how to after that what what happened at river city church since that and that's that's interesting because it really was it was hard and a bunch of people who you loved and were enjoying fellowship with were not there right so that was a drag but i also and it very much like being a grandparent like our kids are both really good parents and their kids are doing well so going to their house is a blast right that's fun that's the way it became here because you guys are doing well you know, I mean, if you're a grandparent and you go to your kid and they're struggling and it's all hard and the family's not doing well and the family's being torn apart, that's not fun. But when you go and your fam- kids are doing well, your grandkids are doing well, it's like, oh. And what's so cool, Jason, when I come and walk in here, I feel like I'm at home, even though it's a bunch of people I don't know. That makes me happy. Because we act the same, yeah. you know, the same. It's that culture, that DNA is yeah. here. It's in Compass, and now it's in Landmark with Ryan and Rachel. And Ryan and Rachel, man, they're in San Marcos, very young congregation, but it feels the same. Different, but the same. So that, that was the, the gift. You know, the, the, the multiplication is not easy, whether it's a community group, you know, and you multiply your small group, or whether it's a church. But it's essential because it's, we're relational and we're family, and people got to grow up and be able to lead. And for them to lead, you got to let them go to lead. Yeah. So you're, I won't call you Papaw because you're our, because oh, you're. Oh, I've been in, called worse. I've been called Papaw, yeah. <laughs> so what would you say to your Papawly advice to a church that's where you were 14 years ago? And we don't, we don't know what's coming. We can't see the, for, the, the future. But, and you, you don't either, but you've walked a little bit for this. What's the thing that you would tell us? And this is pastors, right? But, right. but lay leaders and people that are just yeah. here, they just go, hey, this is my church. Yeah, and that's a good thing. That's a good question on an anniversary. 
Because an anniversary, I think, this is New Year's every New Year's. You should probably pause a little bit, take some time, look back. How did things go? God, did we do what you asked? Did things go as we anticipated? What was different? And what do you have for the future? One of the primary things I would say is keep following Jesus closely. This place exists because God had a heart to do something here, and some people began following him, and we began following with them. And here's the thing you got to understand. God's done amazing things through this ministry in the last 10 years. Why would we think he wants to do less in the next 10 years? I don't think he does. He doesn't want us to take less steps of faith. Here's the, the problem when you grow and get some resources. Okay, yeah. I talk about the blessing of being broke. Amen. Um, you know, Amen. What, seriously, the blessing of being broke is if God wants to do something, he's got to find a way to pay for it. You, you don't have a lot of decisions to make. When you get resources and have money and people and more stuff, now you have to listen more closely because you can see the others. And what happens is we can, get, we can try to play it safe. Oh, we got to protect what we have. We got to protect the status quo. Oh, what will people think? Whereas early on, you didn't care. You didn't have anything. There were no people to think about it, right? You just did what God said. You didn't know any better. I think that's what leads to great things in the kingdom of God. And I think it would be a mistake to think he's going to do less miraculous, less um, faith-filled steps. He's going to call you less in the next 10 years than he did in the previous 10 years. I, I think that would be a mistake. That's Keep so good. following closely. Sean, I don't often get to say this in front of people to your face, but I am grateful for the legacy of faith and for the legacy of grace that has come from River City Community Church to take a chance on a guy and to help me believe that crazy things were possible because our God is a crazy good and a crazy big God. So yeah. I want Sean to pray for us because we believe in prayer and uh, because this is important. And so these folks have invested in us, um, even when we haven't necessarily seen it on the surface, they have invested in us a great deal. So we're grateful for them. Um, So we pray for us. Yeah, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this family. Thank you for what you've done through the investment of some folks years ago. Lord, taking the seed that was planted and multiplying it. I just pray for these leaders, for Jason and Natalie. I thank you for them. I thank you for the role they've had in our life, for the blessing they are. We're so proud of them. We're so proud of their family, of this ministry. We're so proud of the fruit of their lives. Lord, in in a very appropriate way, we take great joy and pride in what we see you doing in them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And Lord, we pray for this congregation. I pray for this fellowship. I pray that miraculous things would happen through this place. And not just this place, but the people in this room, through our families, Lord. There's, there's all kinds of places. There's places Jason and Natalie are never going to get to go, but families here in this room are going to be able to be at. I, I just pray that you, each home would be an outpost of the kingdom and that there would be multiplication, there would be life. Each family, Lord, would be, uh, their home would be just this little outpost of the kingdom. where the love, joy, peace of your kingdom would be shared and reflected. Lord, we just pray your blessing on them. Bless Jason and Natalie as they lead. Bless the elders as they give guidance and oversight. Lord Jesus, I just ask that the fruit of the next 10 years would be unbelievable and that the 20-year celebration would be an incredible worship celebration of your goodness and grace. We honor you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Pastor Sean, what I loved about that conversation, it was actually kind of like a little mini roast. (laughs) 
<laughs> we had fun. We had, well, Jason, he's a, he's a good friend. And I mean, these, yeah. they were on our staff and we had fun, man. We've always had fun doing ministry together. So it, it was, a li- you know, it's a little bit of old home. You know, we had, we had a good time. You're the pastor. You're the king of giving yourself enough rope. <laughs> God bless me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The little part where you said, um, kind of questioned his revelation teaching to the middle schoolers there. Was that was it- true. <laughs> really? No, I, told, I said it there. No, he did. He's a junior high, going to teach the junior high students a series on revelation on, on uh-huh. Wednesday night. I'm like, dude, is that. <laughs> did you talk to him? Of course I did. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm All not, right. I don't want you to. You know, I don't want to stop necessarily, but are you sure you yeah. have the resources to do this well? And, Correct. You know, I mean, the apocalypse and the children. Pre, yeah, pre-trib, you know, what, how they end yeah, up exactly. after it was over. Your es- how, how are the junior <laughs> hires eschatology? I believe in teaching the whole word of God to kids, but in you know, sequence. But, it, but it's at the end. <laughs> you should be 80 years old by the time you get to that. No, great conversation. And again, we celebration. I also love how you tied it back to the Old Testament and how they did that. That's where all the fees came from. And, right, yeah. And, and grandfather, yep. why are these stones? here well this is what the lord did and so we say the lord did something here and i meant what i said i I don't know that that's something we have always done well we're trying to get better Mm. because as leaders we do we get this mindset of take the next hill you know Mm. look forward and i think pausing taking those time to give thanks to recognize and to acknowledge the lord's work is significant it just for me i i found it refreshing to just say wow look what the lord's done and it is really cool when you multiply and you release someone else and you see what God does through them. And you realize, you know, he let me have a part in developing them and releasing them. It's just a neat, neat thing. So How anyway, hope that was a uh, blessing for you. Well, welcome back to Selma Shirts here uh, this weekend. Big yeah, thing. We get back from Chicago like Friday afternoon uh-huh. and then coming down here to J- Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson right here in Backyard River City, and you're going to get to preach there before the service starts. Uh, before the service, I mean before before the uh, Cody Johnson concert. concert? Uh, I, I don't know that 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 wasn't. I, you know, we tried to get that in their right. their contract, but the, but they rejected that. They, they put a line for no, that. No. <laughs> no no altar call, huh? Yeah, no altar call. Well, but it's going to be a great opportunity. And hey, we take it. All of our team knows it's time to pray for people. It's time to Amen. show the love of Jesus to people, and He always gives some opportunity to minister to people. So it's a good time to to just let the community know we're here. Ten thousand people. Yeah, we're we're already over, I think, ten thousand. Yeah, we're over ten thousand wow. sold. So they're saying we could get twelve. We could hit twelve thousand. And they need to know that real life is happening here every, yeah. every day. Yep, yep. So that's one of the reasons we do it. It's going to be great. All right, Pastor Sean, love you. Have a great time in Chicago, man. Hey, thanks, man. It's going to be great. We'll talk to you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, give us a like. Give us a good review, and we just bless you and just pray the Lord guide you this entire week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth 
whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.